Welcome back. Wingapo. <laughs> Wingapo. I learned that from Pocahontas. <laughs> <laughs> we are twinning today yes. in our true crime podcast and chill sweatshirt. We're the ladies in red. Oh, did we turn the mic on? Oh, shit. Oh, my God. It's not even plugged it's in. It's not even plugged okay. in. Time out. Okay, well, our mic is plugged in now, so <laughs> here we, we are, are again. <laughs> Take two and go. And depending on how shit quality that first oh intro gosh. was, you know, here we are. We're matching. There, you got caught up. So. Yeah, like, ladies in red, that's where we, yes. that's where we were going. That's what we are today, ladies in red. Yeah. So. So guys, usually we plug all of our shit at the end, but I think it is really important that you know, we are trying to get to this podcast conference in Dallas in August. Yep. So we really need your help. Go buy every single item <laughs> on the website, um, yes. including these, True Crime Podcast Central uh, Crew Necks. Yeah, so we want to go to this convention. It's called the Podcast Movement. It will be great exposure for the podcast. We will learn a lot. We will be able to market ourselves and market the podcast. And the only way that we can go is with your help. So buy our merch, donate to the Patreon, uh, whatever you can do to help us uh, send us to the po- to the podcast convention, we would greatly appreciate it. Heck yeah. But, you know, it's a win-win if you buy our stuff because you also get stuff. So. Yes, yes. Love that. Um, Absolutely. Should we talk about your birthday weekend? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Listen, this weekend was a weekend from hell. Like, I mean, we had so much fun, yeah. and we made it positive, but oh, my God. Um, it's one of those times where, in the moment, you're like, we are going to laugh about this later, but I cannot laugh about it right now. Yeah, so basically <laughs> what happened was I booked this Airbnb And I thought I booked it for eight people. Come to realize I booked it for two. Um, The house could sleep up to ten people. Three bed, three bath home in Fayetteville, Arkansas. And I was very transparent with the hosts. I messaged them and let them know that actually more people than the reservation were staying. I paid the additional money. Like, no big deal. Shouldn't have been a big deal. Um, long story short, they like completely discriminated against us. They like, because we were all young adults, like twenties, thirties, um, they thought that we were coming to have like a full on rager and party at their house. And that did not happen. Like the first situation Cadence and my sister went to the house, and they were going to decorate it, like, to surprise me. And by decorate, like, blow up some balloons, make, like, a charcuterie board, and, like, hang some streamers. Like, that's Yeah, yeah. And, like, a cake. (laughs) Yeah, and and a cake. So, they walked in. uh, Cadence had a 12-pack of Miller Lite (laughs) and a case of sparkling water. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, we are wild. (laughs) Um, And the owners called me saying that they were concerned that they saw two girls walk in with multiple 30-packs, like, thinking that we were throwing this big on rager. And I even told the owners, I'm like, that doesn't seem right because I don't like beer like I don't drink beer 
Anyway, long story short, we got kicked out of the Airbnb. They were spying on us. They were watching through us. the ring doorbells and through a hidden camera in the carport. Yes. They were tuning into conversations in the house through the ring. And we know this because they yes. were direct quoting us to Airbnb. Yeah. They were snapping pictures anytime someone came in and out. I mean, yeah. these people, they had they their had neighbors. Their, yeah, neighbors and friends, like, spying up. on us, taking pictures of us. Yeah. It like was nuts. They it said was, we had 30 people in the house, and then their proof yeah. of that was snapshots from the ring doorbell of people in multiple outfits, because obviously, yeah. like, we got there looking like trolls, got dressed <laughs> up, and then changed into pajamas, next day got up, looked like trolls. Like, each one of these were, like, a separate person to them. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a great testament to my makeup skills, if right. I do say so it, myself. It, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it was seriously wild. So, yeah. basically, we blasted them to Airbnb. I'm still fighting to get a refund. Um, they are approving of the second night stay, but... Um, not the full amount, like just the actual rental part. So not the fees or anything like that. So I'm like fighting with Airbnb to get the money back. It's literally a nightmare. My favorite part of the whole story is they called us trash. Yeah, they called us <laughs> trash. Seriously. I'm like, well, they definitely listen to the podcast then because they're not wrong. Yeah, right? Because <laughs> like, we are trash. <laughs> They're like, I just can't believe this kind of trash. And I'm like, oh whoa, God. we're it throwing was, out the big words. Yeah, <laughs> it was wild. So wild, wild experience. So, you know, what's funny is we are adults and we were literally at the house for like two hours before we went out to dinner. Yeah. And that was to get ready and take pictures. And they thought that we threw this wild rager till four in the morning, and that did not happen. So, yeah, threatened to call the cops. Like, yeah. just, it was an Airbnb story from hell. Yeah. It was so stressful. They called Alexa, what, in total, probably 50 times a day. Like, yeah. Not, not exaggerating. Times. Yeah, <laughs> while I was on the phone with Airbnb saying that they were harassing us, they kept calling me and texting me and messaging me through the app. And all of that. That's a hair. Yeah. You can see okay. it. Yeah. <laughs> We're on orb patrol now. We so are. it's like we are constantly watching for them. But I feel like now I can distinguish what's a fuzz and what's, and what's an orb. A dead person. Yeah. So. So, uh, yeah. <sighs> long story short, Airbnb from hell. But. Yeah, don't hey, it's there. a it's a great uh, story. Yeah, yeah. If you see like modern bungalow and fate the large little emojis in the caption. Yeah, three bed, three bath. Don't do stay, it. Or if you're away. going and you're like, hey, what place do I specifically need to avoid? That we'll place. let you know. Yeah, because Message they are us. wild. <laughs> so so bad. So bad. But I just had to get that story all the way. Yeah. We no, should do like a whole knows. video of it on YouTube. Oh my God. Like, we should. It would be a great, because we have like the text messages. We have yeah. the, their video, like their screenshots, like me yeah. holding my beer, looking like a fucking monster. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so seriously. we'll probably do that. And then also coming up, we have video proof of an actual ghost it is literally the scariest video i have ever seen in yeah. my entire life yeah i think this video crosses my mind every single day at this point so we have got it we have we have um 
um, approval from yes. the person who took it that we yeah. can tell the story, we can post it, react to it, and you guys have to see this, so stay tuned for that. Yeah, that will be on YouTube yes. as well. Probably going to do like just a quick teaser video on the podcast for it, but you'll have to go to YouTube to see it. So. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's all the news I have. All right. That was some grand news. Wow, we were prepared for yes. that intro. I'm so excited. I know. Okay, so something spiked? Yeah, something spiked. Also, never mind. Uh, something spiked. We are drinking. Uh, I just wanted to show you that if you'd like that, you have the full. Yeah, but then I got to get back to my notes. I know. I'm just letting you know. Um, okay. <laughs> have have to teach my daughter yes. something. Um, anyway, no, sorry anything friends. about technology. <laughs> so our something spiked is a uh, just a spiked coffee. Um, so we drink this a lot on the podcast, and especially whenever it's uh, early in the day. So it's <laughs> one o'clock in the afternoon, and we are drinking a spiked coffee. So, so um, if you are twenty one and up, drink along and to the drinking word. I'm thinking blood. Yes. Okay, good. I was hoping you would pick that word. If blood. you're not 21 and older, get your milky and your baba and sip <laughs> along. Here we go. <laughs> All right. Our videos and podcasts are for entertainment purposes. All information discussed was found on the internet. Keep in mind, we talk all things sinister that may not be suitable for all audiences. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. Boom. Guys, today, it might, this might be a two-parter. I don't know. I'm just going to roll with it, see how this happens. But in my opinion, this is the most violent and disturbing story I have ever heard. Yeah, it's pretty bad. So, so prepared, trigger triggers. warning for the whole story. There is animals. There is the children aspect. There is the torture aspect. There, It is blood and guts, and I am getting into 99% of it. At Towards the end, there, I like kind of had to like, okay, I was like, we've, we've said this already, so we're not going to say it again, but we're getting, we're going. Okay. We're diving deep into... The blood and guts. All right, let's go. Okay, we are officially in Gemini season. Woo! And I... that's why we are twinning. Oh, oh my god! Yeah. That's such a good idea. Wait, is this you or me? Wait, wait, uh, wait what? what is this? <laughs> wait, better nails. Definitely you. Okay. Here we go. Geminis are an air sign. They are intelligent, curious cooperative. They are represented by the twins or two pillars, meaning two-faced or split mm. personalities. So y'all bitches. Um, <laughs> so specifically Gemini's as a serial killer, they have a hard time connecting with or to the earth. So I think there's like a little bit of like, uh, empathy issues maybe there. Right. They are ruled by Mercury, so they move quickly to avoid boredom. They're attention seekers. I was like, um, I'm sorry. Is there a bird in there? A bird or a rat somewhere? Okay. Uh, attention seekers, superiority complex, trouble forming deep relationships, and in Ooh. some cases can be described as sociopathic due to that lack of internal feeling. Wow. So, Geminis, yikes. For yeah, you guys. What in the world? I don't know if I know any Geminis. Nook. Oh, just kidding. Nook. Yeah, okay. Nook wow. Is a well, Nook. Mm. Yeah. That sucks for you. 
So, um, no, I mean, let us know. Yeah. Let us know in the comments. Let are us we know what you think. Straight on. How two faced are you? Would you even tell us the truth? Because you're two faced. Um, <laughs> I I think there's so many that cover this guy, but obviously, <laughs> um, sociopathic superiority complex. Um, moving quickly to avoid boredom, not connecting with the earth in a like a. Kind of just all over just the place. Just everywhere. Just really narcissistic yeah. almost. So, oh. today, we are talking about, oh my gosh, I did not even put his name in the title. Richard, what's his last name? Richard Chase. Chase. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I just put the vampire of Sacramento, but his name <laughs> is Richard Chase. I was like, wait. What? Okay. <laughs> Richard Chase, vampire of Sacramento. So, he was born May 23rd, 1950, obviously in Sacramento, California, where yep. all serial killers are, are from. Born. Yeah, or where they go. Yes. California. What's great about this guy is we know so much about his childhood, and it's disturbing, so get ready. Oh. By the age of five, he had already showed all three sides of the McDonald triad. So, which... As recap, wow. arson or pyro-obsessed, animal cruelty, and bedwetting. And he hit all of them by the age of five. Oh, he's doomed. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, there's nothing good about this story at all. Um, he came from a seemingly normal family, which we'll get into the seemingly. There's no way. No. Um, working... Working class family. So dad was a computer specialist. Mom was a teacher and he did have a younger sister. Okay. He, at the time, before it kind of came to light all of these awful behaviors, he was described just pretty basic. Not really anything special minus all those issues. He was a Cub Scout. He play, played Little League Baseball. Mm. Liked by his teachers. They described him as sweet and popular. And then, Rogan, do you mind... Can you not? That's really loud. So, um, he put, did, did well with like other kids. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of weird, but things at home obviously weren't normal. Like right. you don't just hit all three of these categories and be like, yeah, mom and dad love him. So or, yeah, I was a good kid. I played baseball, but yeah. I'm also wetting the bed or killing animals. Right. Like, why? By the age why? of five. Keep in mind guys. Ooh. So Keep in mind, this is the 1950s, and this was a pretty typical 1950s home. So, parents were just kind of absolute shit. Dad was uh, used harsh punishment. At the age of two, Richard was force-fed by his father until he puked as like a <gasps> as a form of punishment. Why? So like, he just didn't want to eat, or why? Didn't want the peas? Like yeah. he's like, I hate broccoli, and he's like, you're gonna eat it, and then force-fed him and yeah. made him throw up. Yeah, so that's disgusting and so sad. Um, wow. His sister recalls that their father would shake Richard and throw him against walls. So this was a pretty common... And I think Richard obviously took the main uh, load of the punishment. But oh as far gosh. as I know, they were both pretty abused. So Wow. Yeah. Really, really bad. Um, along with the physical abuse, there was also emotional, verbal abuse. His father was an alcoholic and really bad with money. So that... 
led to marital problems and lots of fighting in front of the kids, which I have learned from Dr. Phil that if you fight in front of your children at a very young age, it, it actually changes chemical makeup in your brain. It does. Yeah. That is, that is so sad. Is that sad. is so sad. Yeah. So don't fight in front of your kids. Go fight in the car or something. Or in the bedroom. Yeah. I don't know. Just not Turn music on. Yeah. Text and fight. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> fight um, me a Marco Polo. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you stupid bitch. You stupid. <laughs> um, so mom constantly, mom was a little kooky. She constantly accused the husband of doing dope. Trying to poison her and infidelity. Oh. So we don't really know how much of that was. Obviously the poison wasn't. He wasn't trying to poison her. But I don't know about the infidelity and the whole the dope stuff. Yeah. But um, it was just toxic all around. There was nothing stable except the fact that they had a roof over their head. You know what's funny? Sorry. What? Her reference to dope in the 50s was probably marijuana. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah. It's just funny. Isn't that what to, everyone like, thought? about? Yeah. But people refer to like dope as just drugs. Oh, general. okay, I got what you're So, saying. but what I'm saying is, in the '50s, it was probably marijuana. marijuana. You know yeah. how many people got divorced over marijuana, and they're probably using it today. Oh, I broke up with a boyfriend in college for smoking weed. Yeah, I believe it. <gasps> Which is so funny, Isn't that funny to think about now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, hilarious. And actually, to get back at him, I will. I will say this: to get back at him after he like cheated on me and all this, I went and smoked weed. <laughs> <laughs> so here we are just a downward spiral from there okay so uh mom is crazy yeah so because of all of this this turmoil richard was essentially abandoned uh by his parents so they didn't catch on or care about these crazy behaviors that he's having you know in his early ages yeah, it's like they're ignoring yes. all of these and they're huge problems yeah. so throughout his childhood not necessarily like five and under but he was smoking weed drinking and also dabbling in lsd like we're oh. talking he like and this isn't just high school from what i read this is like elementary years through high wow. school where it like progressed so this kid oh is doomed God. like he had no normalcy at any point in his life no and Nothing. no yeah no normalcy at any point and no normalcy with brain development like can you, yeah. brain and emotional development like no wonder he was a sociopath yeah like th this when i was reading it i was like he didn't have a single year of his life that was good yeah like it's so that sad. wasn't traumatic or chaotic yep yep wow so, um, his interest in dead animals started at age 10, like actually, I mean, he was cruel to animals, but this is where it gets real disturbing. So cats would go missing in and around the neighborhood. And then, uh, they obviously found out later that Richard was the one torturing and killing them, but he was specifically fascinated by the blood and insides of the animals. Mm -hmm. Sorry, those are my slippers. Oh. Um, this escalated Ew. to birds, rabbits, and dogs. We didn't just stop at cats. And it was so bad that the neighborhood as a whole noticed the animals missing. So they'd be like, 
Hey, does anyone notice there are no squirrels anymore? Yeah, like, we don't have any cats anymore. We're the we have, we have cats no birds. Go. There's nothing in the There's sky. There's nothing. Um, oh it was God. that bad. And we're talking about Sacramento. Yeah. So, I mean, this, this isn't just like normal. some little fun tree, fun tree, country <laughs> farm, like Midwest town. Like this is Sacramento and wow. all of the animals are missing. So the neighborhood's wow. like, what the fuck? So, um, I can't. I couldn't find the original story. I think I heard it on a YouTube video, but his mother discovered this obsession when she was at home and she went to feed the family cat. This is going to bother you. Shut so up. this story is like oh one of the worst. Okay. okay. Goes to feed the family cat. Cat is one of those animals that reacts when it hears the food or, hey, can you, can you come get it? No, the cat doesn't come. So she's like, this is weird. So she starts looking around. Then she realizes, okay, cat is actually nowhere. This is really strange. So, um, she goes outside and she finds Richard and from, I don't know if this is just for dramatics, but back turned to her. She goes to like touch him. He turns around. He's got the dead cat. He is covered in blood. Oh my God. And his hand. So like, if you can imagine, like he's kind of like, I guess holding it. And the other hand was shoved up inside the body of the cat and he was, like, messing around with the organs of the cat because he liked how it felt. Shut up. I told you, this is bad. How that, old was he? Eight, around age 10. What the fuck? So what did mom do? She's like, dick, drop the cat. She was like, did she call him dick? Did this is say? weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like, that's it. And that's why we now sometimes called Richard's dick. <laughs> Thanks to Richard Chase. <laughs> We're here for the history lessons. Right. Just so you all are aware. But yeah, she would find these mutilated animals like buried in her flowers or like out in the yard. And again, we are just ignoring signs. We are oh doing, God. we're not concerned. Oh, we can get another cat. I'm sorry. He's going if, through a phase. If that was my child, I would be having him committed. 1,000%. Like, that is terrifying. Yeah, we just talked about how kids are scary AF, and this is the worst. The worst. I'm not kidding. This is probably the worst. Oh, my God. So. Okay. It gets worse. Um, after. Okay, so parents still fighting. We're kind of moving towards high school-ish. Uh, mom started seeing professional help. She was like, listen, I know you like digging around in cats' organs, but like, I'm depressed, so I need help. <laughs> so it hurts my soul. Yeah, fuck the mom. Um, I mean, good for her she for getting help, her son but help. she, he should have been she priority selfish. So at fuck. 13, so he's at 13, which is what? Eh, freshman high school-ish? Eighth grade, seventh mm, yeah. grade. So, at 13, they lose their home because, again, dad is bad with money. This is all due to financial loss. And this is where Richard developed the habit of, um, or this is where the pyro stuff really comes into play. Okay. So, he has a habit of burning pans um, while attempting to cook, but he would he was literally just excited by burning the pans. Oh um, his mother recalls him going near or touching burners, but knowing they're hot. Not like a kid who's like, ooh, cookies on the stove. Like, no, he would turn them on and, and then, purposely go to touch them because he's a psychopath. Wow. Um, 
He would leave the kitchen a mess, play with matches, setting small fires, and sometimes heat the house to over 90 degrees on purpose. He would strip down naked and then like to sleep on the couch or just like be out in the open all the while. So age 13, we're still wetting the bed. Wow. Yeah. Like yeah, when they say like bad. McDonald triad, it's him. He we are covering this. all the bases, and we got some specifics. Yeah, because the McDonald tri triad, that wasn't a thing until, what, like the 70s or 80s? And yeah. so, like... So he's the poster child for it. Fucking A. Yeah. He, yeah. He's bad. Okay, so high school. Richard's parents finally fucking divorced. Wow. Like, whoo! Who would have thought that would be a good idea? So mom... Takes the kids to L.A. to live with relatives. Richard, again, is ninth grade. Uh, but only four months later, the mom and sister moved back home. So I believe... I don't... I, I was kind of confused. I don't know if Richard stays in that school for a while with the relatives or if she goes back with them. Either way, doesn't matter. Shit goes wrong. Lots of moving pieces yes. in his life. Yep, so no, no, lots no of normalcy. No, no, no stability whatsoever. It's all really bad. Um, fun fact, he starts going by Rick at this point. Doesn't matter. Not we're going to call him Richard. Okay. Yeah. No, we're going to call him Dick. Dick. <laughs> so Dick um, is having no trouble making friends in school. He's actually really well liked. He's semi-attractive. Wow. So he's... I mean, anybody who talked about him, teachers were like, he had no trouble finding girls or friends. Um, he did actually have a few longer relationships. So, like, for high school, I think it was, like, a year. Oh. Which, that's pretty good for high yeah, school. So I think mine were, like, two weeks. That was, like, the <laughs> cutoff. And then I'm like, mm, done, done. Um, but all of his relationships ended due to impotence. Mm. The dick wasn't dicking. So... <laughs> Not good. Not good. Yeah. He, this absolutely ruined his life. Well, like, and probably because, I mean, we see what he is excited by. So yep. he's excited by murder. He's excited yep. by fire. He's not excited by the vagina. No. Nope. So, or, hey, we won't discriminate other peepees. Yeah, but other peepees. It's not doing it for him. We all know, because we are basically detectives, that this is probably because, like Alexa said, he's got interests elsewhere, but he does not understand this. He is wow. freaking out. This was humiliating to a breaking point. <clears throat> okay. Actually snaps. So, he, um, it, it, I read somewhere that, like, he was obsessed. It was obsessed with the defectiveness of, like, I have got to figure out why this why? is happening. Yeah. I've got to fix it. I want to have these relationships. Like, I want to have sex with these girls. Wow. He cannot. So. It's actually kind of sad. You know, instead of um, immediately seeing a doctor, which he does later. We'll get into that. But he just thought one day it was just like oh bam God. thought that his dysfunction was due to a lack of blood which okay i see i see where you're coming from because that's how penis is doing um so in order to fix it though he needed animals blood or shut just blood up. like shut up he's I like almost it. like i, I don't have it. enough in my body so i need to drink it wow gross 
Wow. So, extreme behaviors begin if we hadn't already touched on a couple. Um, this is 1960s teen years. So, again, he was born in the 1950s. So, anywhere 66, from 15, whatever. 18, all that. So, he is drinking too much to the point of running down the street <laughs> screaming, making strange and audible noises, using heavy drugs, hanging out with drug addicts, um, stealing and or hurting animals. So he at one point like confided in a friend after they were at a party and he literally just like takes off screaming down the street and the friend's like, yo, what is going on? And he's like, I'm a miserable person because I have erectile dysfunction and like, I don't know how to deal with it. Aww. So it is, it is so tragic. It, it is, is so tragic. sad. And the poor kid, I mean, he was set up for failure. Yep. Unfortunately, like his parents didn't give a shit. They fought the whole time and they saw all the warning signs and didn't even think to do anything to help him in no. any capacity and then so he's confiding in this poor friend and god yeah. that's it's so sad so it's it's incredibly sad so um yeah. he has his first arrest for marijuana possession around the age of 15 so again we're still talking so young i just can't this timeline like freaks me out so he was ordered to do community service and this is where he began resenting his family for just not helping him. Yeah. He was like, I want help. Like, I feel like he genuinely wanted to seek help. And they were like, no, you deserve this punishment because you had marijuana. So he's like, I hate you. Rightfully so. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to condone any of this guy's behavior because it... But, no, but there, there was... comes a point in time where... The parents are responsible, and you can clearly see that he's asking for help, yeah. and they don't fucking do anything about it. So I'm sorry, if your son becomes a serial killer, yeah. you can clearly see, what was that show, Are Serial Killers Born or Raised or whatever? Yeah. Like, he was clearly raised a serial killer. Oh, yeah. Just, there was no stopping it. Right. And... Yeah. I mean, I could go down a million, like, what-if analogies, but... I, I, it kind of makes you question, you know, it, it's kind of like when we go to do just something normally bad, like lie. Yeah. There's a point in our head where we're like, okay, I can do this or not do this. And if we do it, we suffer a consequence and we learn or we become worse liars. And I'm just yeah. like, where along the line could, or if, like, could he have stopped if someone intervened and said, hey, here's your consequence for when you do this to animals. Here's what you're becoming. Um, so you can change or keep going. Yeah. But like no one stopped and did like, that. Like if you keep killing animals, you're going to kill people one day. Yeah. Do you want to kill people? You probably would have been like, whoa, no, whoa, wait right. a second. Why like, am I, just I want my dick animals? to work? Help me. <laughs> yeah. So, so sad. I just want the dick to go through a dickin'. Yes. <laughs> I just need to boing boing. Okay. <laughs> so bad. Okay. So bad. Okay. Um, so 18 problems at home within himself are worsening though. He did manage to barely graduate high school. So at some point he sees a psychiatrist. Um, he was told by the psychiatrist, which I was actually kind of shocked considering we're in the sixties. They said that your problems are due to emotional issues 
an anxiety complex, and a repressed rage for women. And I don't know about that last part because he really seemed to want to love these But he girls, hated his mom. But he hates so his mom. So that's why. Yeah. He wants yep. to find that love in other women, yep. but essentially, like, deep down, he hates women because yeah. of his mom. But I was pretty, like, oh, wow. Like, that's a pretty great diagnosis. In the 60s? Yeah. Um, however, he did state that you are mentally ill, but he didn't think that this required any sort of intervention. Or treatment. <laughs> so he's kind of just like, I guess that means, here, you have the diagnosis, so, like, do with that what you will. Figure it out. Like, you have anxiety. You should tie breathing exercises. You have a rage for women, so like maybe you should just always avoid women. Like, what? What yeah. is the answer? Yeah. Right. So, wow. all the while, Richard still thinks this is due to lack of blood. So, he's like, "Yeah, doc, I get it, but like, can you get me some like, blood? I need more blood." So he began to suffer alone and in silence. Even more than he already did. He. This is where he's neglecting his appearance, overall health. He lives in filth. He has secluded himself. His parents, um, who were kind of half worried, they were kind of like, we're worried about you, but like we don't do anything about it. They chalked up all of this to this is the age of the hippies and debauchery. They're like, yeah, you know, they're, they're like, okay, Karen, you know, how's your son liking the hippie life? Oh, you know, he... He loves all the colors. I'm like, how's your son liking it? Well, the other day he shoved his hand halfway up his dog. <laughs> and he was playing with its organs. And, and then he drank the blood. So is he's that doing normal? great. Is he, it normal? Like, does does your kid do that? Oh, the hippie life. The debauchery. God. So yeah, it's terrible. Um blood. So he has also become a hypochondriac. If thinking that you don't need to drink this shit enough isn't, doesn't deem you a hypochondriac, we're going to get worse. So here's a list. Specifically, what he thought was happening is that his blood was turning to powder. So that's why it was like evaporating and not there. He thought his heart would occasionally stop. That his bones were coming out of, like, the back of his head. So, I guess I'm guessing, like, the spine or, like, parts of his skull. Or he thought the cranial bones were, like, shifting. Like, cracking and shifting and lifting. And, like, popping out of his skin. Yeah, it's really crazy. What? He also <laughs> would sometimes think that someone had stolen his pulmonary artery. Pulmonary. Pulmonary, that's what I meant. Yeah. Pulmonary. What, what did I say? Pulmonary. Pulmonary. What? Pulmonary artery. Yeah. Like, I don't know how like he one would, be would do that. Yeah, you would be dead. Which, we'll get to that. Okay. So, he would hold oranges, like, in his hands, or he would put the peels, like, on his um, skin to absorb vitamin C. Mm -hmm. And he shaved his head because he was so convinced of the cranial bone shifting that he would like shave his head so he could watch them. Even though nothing was happening. No. Completely delusion. What in the world? So, um, and kind of what you said, you'd be dead. At Sometimes he did think he was like a walking zombie. He sometimes thought he was dead because there's no other explanation. I don't have my pulmonary artery. My blood is powder. Um, my bones are shifting inside <laughs> of me. I must be a zombie. 
It's not funny, but it's, it's terrifying. <laughs> what in the world? I mean, all you gotta do is look at yourself in the mirror and yeah. know that none of those things are happening. But no, but he saw he, them. Yeah, so he's, he's like clearly schizophrenic. It's the LSD too. Keep yeah, in mind, that this guy's too. on LSD. LSD. Yeah. Oh yeah, he yeah. fucked himself up. LSD and drinking on top of it and, and smoking weed and, and you are. You are mentally ill. Drinking blood. Yeah. Of, of rodents. Yeah, ew. I mean, don't knock it till you try it, I guess. I mean. Okay, so overall, this was his conclusion. He needs to devour, oh, sorry, he would devour raw animals, sometimes mix them up in a blender, like we're talking organs, Ugh. all of it. Ugh. Drink a mix of their blood with a side of Coca-Cola. Heck off. In order to prevent his heart from shrinking to the point of disappearance. Like, that was the fear, that his heart is just going to get smaller and smaller and then just, like, go away. Like, black hole it, I guess. I don't know. Oh, my God. Yeah. Ew, that probably tasted terrible. Can yeah, you can imagine? imagine the smell? I will say this. I had a, fan, a a sip of a fancy cocktail one time that had, um, like, bone marrow something yeah. in it. Yeah. And that alone was so disgusting because Ugh. you literally thought, and listen, guys, I eat rare steak. I was like, this tastes like pure iron or blood. Like, if I could imagine somebody pouring blood into a cocktail, that's what it would have tasted like. It was oh. so metallic and metally that that's the only thing I can halfway compare it to. Yeah. Or, like, you cut your finger and you... Yeah, like, that's like... <laughs> You're like... <laughs> <laughs> Gotta keep my heart from shrinking. <laughs> I mean, I've had, like, bone marrow at a restaurant. Like, roasted bone marrow, and then you, like, spread it on the bread. But they put, like, garlic in it and all that bullshit. So, yeah. wh what do you really, like, taste? You don't taste the bone marrow. You taste, like, the garlic. Yeah. But I cannot imagine killing animals, grinding up their intestines and their guts, and putting all their blood in there, and then, like, fucking drinking it like a smoothie. Yeah, no, that's what he would do. With it a was side a of Coca-Cola. It was like a smoothie. Like exactly. eating your chaser because that tastes like shit. Yeah. Well, and as we all know, Coca-Cola is basically pure acid. So I'm guessing that was probably the only thing keeping him from just dying within a matter right. of weeks. Or not throwing up. Yeah, it's, it's bad. And it was definitely taking a toll oh. on his appearance. So if you Google pictures of him... He is terrifying looking, and we have to keep in mind that he is still around the age of 18 years old. So, and he looks Real. like he's in his, like, 50s or 60s. It's, yeah. It's scary. Yeah, because he was, like, skin and bone. Yeah. So don't do that. <laughs> don't do it. Leave the animals alone. Leave them alone. Just they didn't do anything. No, I'm just kidding. Except the cows. <laughs> Fry them up and put them next to a side of mashed potatoes for me. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> Richard, 1976, he enrolls in college, because why not? His roommates, um, which he did have... Hang on, I love how he's, like, still trying to be normal. Like, he thinks he's, like, a normal kid at this point. Right. Or a normal young adult. He's like, yeah, I'm oh, going to yeah. go to college. Like, he's like, I have to know what I want to do with my do. life. <laughs> yeah. Okay, sorry. It's like, maybe I'll be a history teacher. Like... Like, yeah. What did he want to go to college for? I'm going to be a psychiatrist. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be a butcher. <laughs> yeah, he probably should have. Definitely. Or maybe a little not. more successful. Uh, I don't know. I don't hey. know. 
It's one of those things like that could go south really bad, really fast. Yeah. So has a couple roommates. Uh, they ask him to move out after seeing some odd behaviors like walking around naked or nailing doors shut for the sake of privacy. He is like, I suck. I need some privacy. And he's like, nailing doors shut. Okay. Guy is desperate. He said, hell no, I'm not moving out. And so they said, no problem. We're gone. Bye. Peace. Live here by yourself. So um, he is eventually committed to a mental hospital for having schizophrenic episodes, like all of these delusions. And then he escapes. Yay for all of us. Right. I don't know how. He He's escapes. probably walked out the front door. Yeah. So he leaves. Okay. Like, Bye. Uh, but then he is, I guess, picked up. He is placed in Beverly Manor. It's another mental facility where he earns the nickname Dracula. Why did he go to the mental facility in the first delusions. place? Delusions. All the delusions? Yep, the okay. delusions. Somebody reported it. They were like, this guy's fucked up. Like, I'm so sick of my neighbor screaming naked running down the street. Saying like, that, like, shit's coming out of his head. Yeah. And, yeah, okay. So delusions got him there, and now he's back. So he was once discovered at this mental facility with blood around his mouth. There were dead birds outside his window. Their necks were broken. And at one point he attempted to inject himself with rabbit's blood, which is, I believe, what forced him into the mental facility this time because it made him super sick. And they were like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, injecting rabbit's blood because my heart is disappearing. <laughs> And my penis my, won't work. My <laughs> because little dicky down there isn't dicking. Okay? So I am injecting this rabbit's blood in my veins. He's like, aren't you a doctor? Don't you know this? <laughs> Don't you know this is my treatment? Like, this is what I should be doing. I understand it's abstract and holistic. But trust me, eventually it's going to work. It works. It works. <laughs> yeah, my question is... At what point, because he's been doing this for, for years. years, like at one point is he's like, um, this isn't working. Yeah. Well, he didn't ever. No. So he was a big believer in this method. Unbelievable. So, um, he was eventually released for no longer being a danger to anyone. Because there weren't any animals around. Because he was locked up. Keep in mind, he didn't... I also want to know how he's capturing these birds. Because I don't know if you've ever tried to catch a bird. I imagine it's difficult. Yeah. But he like, was. What the To hell? a point people noticed there were no birds in the <laughs> sky. <laughs> so extreme. Okay. It wasn't the bird flu. No. It, it was Dick. It was Dracula. Dick Chase. Dick Chase. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, after he was released, he was sent back with his mother. He's around 25 at this point, and his parents were granted a conservatorship over him, of but course. because they just love and care about him so much, so much, they don't give a shit. No. So, again, it's kind of the whole, we're concerned, come live with us, but then they don't supervise his meds or him. And it's one of those conservatorships you have to renew every year. So after the yeah. first year, they were like, meh, he's fine. Whatever. Um, so now, nothing kept him legally bound to his mother specifically. So 
uh, he moved out for fear that his mom was poisoning him, which I think is, that's why the mom wanted to leave the dad. Yeah. because she thought. So I think there's some mental illness. History of mental family. illness here. Gosh. Yeah. Okay. So all of those weird, odd behaviors, like the mumbling under his breath and the screaming and the animals and all that, that continued He in alone in his apartment. So okay. nothing has changed. Okay. Nothing is better. August 1977, police, and this is where we're all going to want to run around and scream. So, police find Richard walking around the Lake Tahoe area, nude. Of course. Covered in blood. Oh, my god! Carrying a bucket with a liver, and that's inside of his pickup, which is also covered in blood. So. Oh, my God. Yep. He tells police... Oh, that liver? That's a cow's liver. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and they believe him. So, Shut up. which regardless, regardless of whether it was a cow's liver, which it clearly wasn't, right? Why? Or was it? Well, we'll get into it. Oh my god. Why? Well, they, why? And where's the cow? Yeah, where's the cow? Why do you just have the liver? Why is everything covered in blood? Why are you naked? Like, <laughs> why are you naked? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, so um, he also had two rifles um, in his truck, too. Like, just full out exposed, which I don't think you can do in California. But Not they were anymore. like, Maybe whatever. at that time, yep. it's fine. So they were like, oh, a cow. Oh, got okay. it. You were hunting. Continue you on. You were hunting. In the nude. Okay. We in get it. Nude. Sometimes With we blood hunt in the nude every, too. Yeah, yeah, got it. You're fine. And you just took the liver. Got that. it. So, fun fact through all of this, at this point Richard also fun takes facts. up a fascination of the Hillside Strangler keeping many of his articles. Not surprised. Okay. Right. So, December 1977. So, that was August. Now we're in December. 51-year-old Ambrose Griffin was unloading groceries from his car. His wife, who I think is, like, kind of going in and out of the house, she hears two popping sounds, turns around. Ambrose is immediately dead on the ground, thinking at first he had a heart attack. Like, she didn't even know what had happened. That's how quickly this was. Um, obviously discovered that he had been shot and they chalked this up to some sort of random drive-by shooting. Several people in the neighborhood, they come forward with sightings. These lead nowhere. All of them are different, but everyone's just trying to help is what it sounded like. I will say the Sacramento, you guys like bam, 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 we, we're on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but none of these led anywhere. However, one woman came forward saying... That someone had fired randomly into her home uh, that same month, same neighborhood. <clears throat> so I, I got, I think the story was she was like standing in her kitchen and he like shot through the kitchen window and it like literally nearly missed her. And she was like, what the fuck just happened? Um, turns out both of these bullets came from the same gun. So they were like, wow. ding, ding, ding. We are on a trail already. Oh my god. Yep. So, fast forward one so month. So wait. Okay, so Ambrose, poor guy, Dice. died. The wife was inside, heard pop pop the gun, yeah, and came out, mm-hmm. saw him dead. Where was Richard? Was he in the house? Or was he driving by? Was he outside of the house? Like, like well... What? 
So some of the reportings that people came in with said there was literally a guy walking around the neighborhood nude with a gun shooting. <gasps> but some people also claim to have seen a man driving around. Oh. And like in a, in a car that they weren't familiar with. So like there so were so many yeah, stories at this point. Oh my God. Um, I don't know where I say it, but at one point they're even reporting like women. Like they think it was a woman. So like what these reports it's are just all random. over the place. It is all okay. over the place. So. Okay. Um, so one month we're in January, 1978 Richard's neighbor, Don Larson claimed to have seen Richard carrying in three animals into his apartment Despite, um, and this was like over a matter of a few months, he's like, I know he has three pets in total. I've seen three different animals. There, there's a no animals rule in the apartment and he never saw them again. He saw them go in, never saw them come out. One of those. So she thought this was odd and worrying despite, uh, but she also kind of feared Richard. He's like, yeah, he's a weird like, guy, he's a fucked up. but she kind of also felt bad for him. He appeared to be a loner, appeared to Probably not nice to her. Yeah. And again, like he's Charmer. good with the ladies. Yeah. So at one point she runs into him, offers him a cigarette. She's like, Hey, you want a cigarette? And he's like, yes. So she hands him a cigarette. He grabs her and <gasps> she's like trying to walk away. And she's like, okay, I gave you your cigarette. And he, he was like, nope, not enough. So she goes, here, take the whole pack. So he takes the pack and she, he lets go and she walks away. So she's like, dude, psycho. Uh-uh, no, 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 no. What? Yeah, so just How weird encounters terrifying. like that. Yeah, not good. That'd be so scary. Yep. Uh, it just, and this is someone that lives in your apartment complex. Keep yeah. in mind. They know Fuck where you live. That. Yeah, so don't, you don't want that. So. 911. Nine one one. Um, this guy. I need to oh. report a serial killer. Yeah. Well, who did he kill? I don't know. Um, he's about to kill me. I just know yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> he just like grabbed my arm and stole my pack of cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> like okay, crackhead. Um. Okay. So we're still in January, nineteen seventy-eight. Mm. Just a little later in the month, he attempted to break in or um kind of just enter this home of Jean Layton. So she, I guess, was watching in the home as he, like, walked around, like, trying different doors, trying different windows, um, until finally he goes to the back door. She meets him face to face. I guess she's some <gasps> sort of badass, because this, this is literally the story that I found. Meets him face to face where he is emotionless. Oh he really God. seems out of it. He's clearly unkept. He scrutinizes her, so I guess he's, like, yelling at her, blah, 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 blah. Before he lights a cigarette and just leaves. She walks away. It was like he was testing his limits yeah. to see how far he could get with that situation and with that woman. Well, you're going to find out why. Oh my God. So later that night, the same night, back. down the street, Robert and Barbara Edwards are unloading um, groceries when they hear someone. Groceries. I know, right? Well, they hear someone already in the house. Oh, fuck that. So they're like, um, someone is in here. So they startle the burglar. Burglar. -er. Burglar. 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 -er. Uh -huh. Who is got, got scared and he is running. So the husband, Robert, tries to stop him. He is seemingly young. He is a scrawny old or scrawny man. Not old. 
seemingly young, scrawny man. And, but he gets away. Like he turns a corner around the house, hops a fence. Robert can't go any further. So they notice that the house is a mess. Valuable seem to be the obvious, obvious motive. He urinated in the drawer of their baby's clothing drawer. What? And then took a big old, uh, what did Johnny Depp call it? A big, uh, grumpy in the yeah. baby's bed. Okay, that's fucked up. I'm laughing because of the term grumpy. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, he peed in the baby's bed, grumpy no, peed, in, peed the in the drawer, drawer. grumpy in the baby's bed. Hashtag herd turd. Hashtag herd turd. Hashtag normalize grumpies. So, <laughs> so bad. Oh my god, so clearly baby is like with the parents at this time, right? Like, yes, yeah, okay. the baby was with the parents. Oh my um, god. So he doesn't stop there. He continues on looking for unlocked doors. So that's why he was doing that to that first lady. Right. Just is because he says later that an unlocked door meant he was welcomed. <laughs> if he found something that was locked, he respectfully was like, nope. Not my time. And this is why, guys, you lock your fucking doors. Yes. Every door and every window. I've always been like this since ever I was, like, a kid. Yeah. Like, I remember my parents would leave, like, the front door unlocked. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, uh-uh, fuck that shit. Lock that door. If my Nana found out I was staying the night places where they didn't lock doors, she wouldn't let me go back. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Or she'd be like... When you go to sleep at your friend's house tonight, lock that door. go make sure the door's locked. Wow. Like, made me paranoid. Especially that generation. Yeah. Like, they did no, not, she, like, lock she doors. was a door locker. Wow. At least by the time I was a kid, so. Wow. Anyways, so he was looking for unlocked doors. He entered the home of Teresa Wallen, who was 22 and three months pregnant. Um, but on his way to the door, he did leave a single bullet in the mailbox. I don't know if he shot the mailbox or if he, like, placed the bullet in the mailbox. Oh, but there was a bullet in, in the, the mailbox. mailbox. So, he uh, walks in on this woman. He shot her twice in self-defense. Which, this is so sad, guys. Ah! This is where we get into the really bad stuff. Self-defense, she raises her hand so the bullet goes through her palm, out her elbow, and then nicks. Uh, I think it was her shoulder through her arm, exiting out her elbow. Oh, sorry, went through her skull. Oh, that was not funny. Um, really bad. So that line drives. So she would have had to have been, I guess, like raising her yeah, hand like up. That. Yeah. Um, but it travels like, oh, that's got to be so painful. Obviously, it killed her. Oh. Um, went through her skull, and then um, he stood above her body and open fired. And I believe at this point. I know um, automatic rifles come into the story later. I don't know if that's what we're using at this point. But when he shot these bodies, he mutilated them to the point of not being able to recognize them. So we're not talking a pow-pow. We're talking like, like open, on. fired on a body that's wow. two feet away from you. So this is his first murder um, that yeah. we know well, of. Yeah, other because than he cow. shot the guy. No, well, oh yeah, yeah. That guy. Sorry. We just don't know yeah, that yeah, that's yeah. him. But right, yeah, right. so this is, I guess, his second. <laughs> um, so open fires on this 
poor pregnant woman and then he drags her body into the bedroom um, and leaves. So her husband, he arrives later that evening. The house is dark. The stereo is on. And he thought he saw oil stains on the floor. And so he's like, this is weird. Follows the oil stains into the bedroom. Where is it oil? It wasn't oil. He finds his wife like kind of splayed out. Obviously, like, in a sexual position. It indicated oh. sexual assault. She had been dressed down. Uh, he had not only shot her to death, but stabbed her repeatedly. Cut off and or manipulate, uh, mutilated most of her body parts. So, like, at one point, he, like, cut oh. off a nipple. And, yeah. I mean, just, like, little tiny things, like, all over the body. Oh, my God. Um... I she was clearly already dead at this point. Oh, but she still, was dead like, upon the shooting. Uh, so he literally shot, like, obliterated her. So sad. And then he finished everything by shoving dog feces in her mouth. Found dog feces in her mouth. He disassembled. So one of his big things, and this stemmed back to when he was a kid with the animals, is he would take out body parts and then want to put them back in. Like, really play with or internal organs. It's disgusting. So they had noted that her body and like internally he'd like opened her up, disassembled things, and then tried to replace them. Um also, um, you know, keep in mind she's pregnant. So this is terrible. He found uh, they found blood in the bathroom where they'd later find out that Richard had smeared his face and hands and went into their trash and got a yogurt container from which he drank the blood. <coughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? <laughs> this dude is fucked up, man. It's bad. Okay, so like, what did you I, <laughs> Here's the thing. Albert Fish was fucked up because he did a lot of yeah. like, similar things, but... Yeah, it's bad, guys. What it's bad. Fuck. I got a huge knot in my hair. Okay, I got Are you it. Matting yes. over there. Just like that section. Okay. Okay. Got it. Four days later, <laughs> we oh are on a roll God. with the sacrifice. I'm sorry. Role. Hang on. Yeah. Can you imagine being the significant other no. or the husband? And you walk in and you think what it, what you think is oil, and you're like, what the fuck? Because obviously, when blood oxidizes, yeah. it turns brown. So it looks like oil. And then you walk in and you see your wife. Something out of Saw. Like. Like. But you don't even know if it's your wife. Because no. it's like. So. She's that mutilated. Yep. I can't even imagine. No. Can't even imagine. I mean. You would want to die. You would literally want to die. Thank wow. You. you I, I just. You would. How do you go on from that? How? So, it's terrible. Um, four days later, Danny Meredith uh, is found dead in his hallway. There was a pull of blood from a, a gunshot to the head. They found blood all over the bathroom and in the tub. They found 38-year-old Evelyn Myroth. Myroth. It's one of his friends. Naked in his bed with her legs open, a gunshot wound to the head. Her mm -hmm. middle section had been cut open and everything pulled out. 
They said um, she, from what they can gather from the scene, she had been taking a bath when Richard would have dragged her to the bed, sodomized her in her anus, <gasps> and into her uterus six times. Guys, I told you, I'm sweating. Oh my it's God. bad. It's bad. I told you it's bad, oh. but we're going there. Okay. He made slices in her neck and even attempted to cut out an eye. So the coroner noted stabs to um, the organs, like just stabs, like little stabs. And that indicated that they wanted to draw blood. So he's like, um, we've got a blood sucker on our hands. And there was also large amounts of semen in the body. So we're oh. discovering where he's finding his he dick is discovered. Working. The cure to erectile dysfunction for Mr. Richard. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. So. No wonder it was only four days later because he's like, wow, my yeah. dick works. Yeah, exactly. So I mean. He's like, gotta keep going. Ugh. So follow me with this on this a little bit because there's a whole reason to why these people are all together. But Jason is Evelyn's son. So the friend of the guys whose house we're at. Okay. Um, he was found shot in the head in the bed next to her. So you can only imagine what he had to endure seeing or whatever. Um, bloody footprints were left at the scene that resembled footprints in the previous case. So we're like making connections at this point. Police, I think after the first murder, because it was they so knew. brutal, they were like yeah. serial killer. We yeah. have a serial killer. Instantly. We have Instantly. a sick fuck. So, yeah. um, a neighbor girl had seen movement in the house and reported his appearance to the police. This fit the description of a man who was reported walking around the neighborhood asking for magazines. Literally just asking. Like an actual like magazine. Like a, mag a gun No, magazine. a gun magazine. Shut the fuck up. He's like asking for ammo. Yeah, literally. Like, hey, so, do you have any ammunition? I'm going to go and kill your neighbor real quick, but do you have any that I can have? Real quick. Oh, wait, I'm I need out. to go back to that mailbox where I put that bullet in there. The bullet. Yeah, I need yeah. that. So they were like, oh, that guy? He might be late. Like, okay. you don't even, like, call the police, so we have a neighbor or someone walking asking for fucking ammunition. Yeah. So, um, they have, they're, like, on the trails of this guy. So, what happens in this story is oh, Evelyn, so the older, the 38-year-old, she was babysitting um, a little boy named David. And Danny... Let me think here. Danny was her friend, and so I believe they were all at the house to get the... No. Ugh, man, it's it was a really weird story. Long story short, Danny, Evelyn, they're friends. She, Evelyn does have someone else's baby that she is watching, and she is yeah. also there with her son. This neighbor girl, because they were like, hey, we haven't heard from Danny in a while... Um, someone sent this little girl, they're like, Hey, run down the street really quick and just see if like you see him in his house. And she saw movement in the house. And so she's like, yeah, it's fine. He's there. I saw him like moving in the house. It was actually Richard that she saw. And so later when they find Danny and everyone in the house mutilated, that's when she was like, Oh, oh it was oh, Danny. Oh yeah. So it oh, was this really like bad my thing. So God. Everyone is found except David, the baby. David, the baby, is missing. And at this point, they've only found a bullet hole that's through the crib and then blood all over the crib. 
So. Oh my God. Also, it's. Oh, hour. we're at an hour. Okay, let me see how much. Should we? Yeah. Pause for. Okay. Part two? We are going to move this on to part two, guys. If you've made it this far, you are champs. But we you promised are. you that when we do our podcast, we are going to go there. Um, and we're going there. We are. And this is just the beginning. It really is. It's this is a sick, sick story. So, um, thanks for tuning in to part one of the Vampire of Sacramento. Uh. Again, we want to encourage you guys to check out our merch. Also, thank you to our Patreon yes. uh, members, our patrons. You guys are awesome. Uh, yes. You keep these ring lights on. Yep. And you are also helping get us to Dallas. Mm. So we want to thank you for that. Yes. And uh, thank you to our sponsor, Color Up CBD. You can go to colorupco.com. Use code SINISTER20 for 20% off of skincare products. It gives you this glowing look that we both have today. Um, so yeah, check them out. And then of course, as always, follow us on all of our social media. Share, subscribe to YouTube, yep. uh, rate, download all the fun. So the yep. more downloads we get, the more exposure we get, which the more successful we are. Yes. So share with all your friends and family. And as always, stay semester. Bye.